You know, I would like to thank the Lord for the opportunity that once last Friday or two few days ago we are here gathered, um, coming to the Lord, remembering His work. I would like to thank those who attended on Good Friday and those who serve, so worship teams, a streaming teams, the gatekeepers, and also our exhorters who have led us to remember the work of Christ. You know, on Friday we discuss about Christ's crucifixion. Christ's death and Christ's burial. We discussed it in it and why is it so important in our lives and how Jesus fulfilled the promise that to Him that He will be the perfect sacrifice, that He will be the Lamb of God that will take away the sin of the world. And that's what we have discussed last Sunday. And when He was, and, and we ended that there that He was buried. But we know that Jesus never stayed on the grave. He has overcome the grave. He rose again and he conquered death. And we ought to celebrate because Jesus is alive. Kaya sabi mo kasatabi mo, celebrate. Dapat hindi lang bulong. Talangan, celebrate. You know what Charles he said, he said this, Christ the Lord is risen today. Son of man and angels say, raise your joys and triumph high. Sing ye heaven in earth reply. He's telling us because Jesus is alive, we ought to celebrate. We ought to celebrate. Kaya sabi mo sa atabi mo, gising. Gising. We ought to celebrate. Hallelujah. Amen. We ought to celebrate. Jesus never stayed in the grave. He rose again. He defeated death. And we ought to celebrate. Because in Him we have victory. Today, you know what we're going to do? We will look at the life of people who've encountered the resurrected Christ. And we will look into the life of how when Jesus showed himself alive or how God changed their life. How they responded when they see Jesus is alive. And I pray as we look at this text today, it will minister to all of us. It will challenge us in the way we live. And I've entitled this sermon, Encountering the Risen Lord. And we'll be reading from John chapter 20. John chapter 20, and I'll be reading a part of it. Hopefully, you'll take time in your own um, devotion to read the whole chapter because it's a beautiful chapter explain how the people responded when they saw Jesus was alive. And I invite all of us to stand as we give reverence to God's Word. Let's read John chapter 20, starting from verse 11. Let's read. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know what it, that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, he said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him in Aramaic, 
Rebunai, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciple, I have seen the Lord, and that he, have spent, that he has said these things to her. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors were, were being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. 26. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands and put your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord, my God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this time that we are here. We ask for your Holy Spirit to illuminate your word, that we will understand it clearly and plainly. I pray, Lord, that we will hear still small voice speaking to our heart, that we may respond with joyfulness, with gladness, knowing that you are alive. Salamat po, Panginoon, for this afternoon we have. I pray, Lord, as we encounter you through your word, may our lives be changed. Holy Spirit, come and lead us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You know, the truth of Christianity rests heavily on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's very important. Paul clearly states in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14, he said, And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and our faith is in vain. Sabi nito, kung, kung hindi nag-raise up ang Panginoon, then what we are preaching is not true at all. Walang kwenta. That's what he's saying here. Therefore, resurrection is so crucial in our faith. We must know that He and believe that truly He have conquered the grave, that He have risen and He is alive. Now, we, we need to build our case here to really say that Jesus' resurrection and we need to have reliable evidences to prove that it's happened. One way to prove this is to get eyewitness, eyewitnesses account. The question is this, if Jesus rose from the grave and that he is alive, then who saw him? So dapat may ebidensya. Now let's look at here, if you put the gospel and the epistles together, we'll be able to determine who encountered Jesus after the resurrection. And surprisingly, it's not just one, two, or three, or four. Madami sila. Let me just show you this table. These are the people who encountered Jesus in their life. Of course, we have mentioned Mary Magdalene and other women. And here also, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 6, it says that a crowd of 500 witnessed him as alive. Sabidon, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, and most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep, means some of them have died. So no one can say na hindi nabuhay ang Panginoon. No one can say, kasi may ebidensya, may witness. Eto, hindi lang mga disciples, mga crowd pa, may mga sumusunod. And even those who witnessed Jesus ascended to heaven. 
So there are a group of people who saw Jesus alive. That's the fact. That's the truth. But one another powerful evidence na tunay na ang Panginoon ay nabuhay, that He resurrected, is the changed life of these people that He encountered. Nagbago ang buhay nila. Yung na-realize na buhay ang Panginoon, nagbago. And that's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna look at three characters that have encountered Jesus and see how they responded and how God changed their life as they encountered the resurrected Christ. Let, we're gonna look at Mary, see Mary Magdalene. And we're gonna look at the disciple who locked himself in the room. And we're gonna look on Thomas. Hindi si Mang Thomas, ha? Si Thomas. Each of them experienced firsthand and encountered Jesus in a special way. Now, we must remember these people at that time were full, their minds were perplexed. You know, when Jesus died, these people will, will feel defeated. They were at days, they were disappointed, afraid, and confused. Imagine mo yung teacher mo, yung master mo, biglang kinuwa at namatay. Anong feeling mo? You'll be hurt. You'll be disappointed. And even the disciples who were in their mind thinking that Jesus will be the, the Messiah, will be the one that will uh, um, save them from the hands of the Roman Empire. Nalaman nila namatay, syempre, disappointed sila. They'll be sad. Now, putting yourself in the shoe, the same. Ang respond nila, you know what? Mary was grieving. The disciples, what? Were fearful. They were scared. They were afraid. And Thomas was doubtful. However, Jesus' supernatural appearances, as Jesus revealed himself to them, it changed their response. It changed their lives forever. Now, let us look at Mary Magdalene. If you read in chapter 20, in verse 1, Mary Magdalene was, he went to the tomb early in the morning. Siya yung first in class. She went there. And when she went to the tomb, she was shocked because the, the large stone was rolled away and it was open. And what she did, she responded by running to, to the disciples and telling them that somebody has taken the body of Jesus. So ang ginawa ni Peter and John, nagunahan, tumakbo sila. They run to the tomb to investigate what's happening there. And truly, Jesus' body is gone. After investigating, Peter and John went home. Pero si Mary nagstay. Kaya masarap may kaibigan kang Mary. Kung may, may kaibigan kang Mary, you're blessed. Nagsistay yan. She stayed. And what was she doing? And if you read in verse 11 to 18, you see what's happening in her heart. Ini-expose yung kanyang MMK to. Ito yung tunay na MMK. She was frustrated. She was so broken inside. Look at what, how the scripture describes her. She was sweeping. She was mourning. Verse 11, But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. 
In that particular verses, four times the word weep or weeping was repeated. Four times. It simply says she's mourning and grieving heavily. Not only was she mourning and grieving, she was searching. Her desire is to find the body of Jesus. You must put yourself in her shoe. She knows that she's dead. So what she expects is Jesus is dead. What she's looking is a dead body. So she's mourning. And she said here in verse 16, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. See, Mary was looking for one answer. Where can she find Jesus? That's the only thing. And the reason why Mary was so dedicated in finding Jesus' body is because she wants to pay respect. She wants to give adoration and gratitude to the one who changed her life. Ito si Mary Magdalene, may hugot to, kaya ginagawa niya to. Kasi mahal na mahal niya ang Panginoon. Bakit? Binago siya ng Panginoon. You read in Luke chapter 8, verse 2, Mary is demon-possessed. Sino dito ang demon-possessed? Wala. Sige, turo nyo. Wala, no? Diyan online. May kasama kayo dyan? Sino? Yet Jesus changed her, healed her, and cast away the demon. Luke chapter 8, verse 2. And some women who have been healed of evil spirit, Mary is one of them, who have said seven demons had gone out. So he was full of gratitude. The reason why he wants to look for Jesus is he wants to pay respect. He wants to honor him because Jesus changed her life. Jesus gave her freedom. Her intention was to anoint him with spice. Kaya pag binasa mo yun, ang bilis ng pagbubari, like last Friday, ang bilis ng pagbubari kay Jesus, walang proper burial arrangement. And now what they're doing, they want to do it. It's an act of adoration, gratefulness for teacher and rescuer. Mary was searching. Mary was grieving. Mary is also unconcerned. It's interesting how Mary was so unconcerned with the things around her. When angel appeared, just read the verse, when angel appeared, two angel, ha? two angel, dumating at kinausap siya, wala siyang pakialam. Hindi niya tiningnan. Bahala ka dyan kung maputi kayo ang kutis ninyo. She never noticed them. And even when Jesus started to speak to her, akala niya si Jesus ay isang gardener. She's not concerned of what's happening around her. Some scholars suggest that her eyes were filled with tears. That she don't have the proper vision and unable to see Jesus. However, I believe there's more than that. Not just her physical eyes, but rather the pain, the sadness, the uncontrollable grief, the intensity of her search have clouded her mind, have clouded her heart, that she have no more interest on the things that's happening around her. Kung may malaki kang problema, wala kang paki kung ano nangyayari sa buhay ng iba. Wala kang paki. If you lost a loved one, you will, your, your heart, kahit bigyan ka ng cake dyan, kain ka ng Jollibee, ayaw kumain ng Jollibee. 
you will not be concerned of anything because you are grieving, you are, you, you are consumed by that pain and sadness. And I believe she's not at all concerned. She's unmoved because of what's going through in her heart. Meryl Tenney said in her, um, in her book, she said, life had lost its meaning for her when Jesus died because she had lost the object of her gratitude and affection. Hence, the only way that her heart be consoled is to have the right answer. Where is Jesus? And as we read on, we soon reveal that Jesus is alive. And lastly, what happened here? In John 20 verse 16, Jesus said to her, Mary, ewan ko malakas, ewan ko soft, but it's a common word that she would call her, Mary. And she turned and said to him, an Aramaic Rabunai, she called her name. Suddenly, Mary heard a familiar voice. It is a voice that she's been looking for. It's the voice of her master. It's the voice of Jesus. Do you know that you know you can hear those, the voices? You, you know the people that you love, yung voices nila? Kilala ko boses ng misis ko. Alam ko kung galit siya o sweet. Alam ko ang boses ng anak ko. You will know, right? Few days ago, somebody is crying. Ang lakas ng iiyak. Pero wala akong pake. Kasi hindi boses ng anak ko yon. Bosex ng nasa taas ng aming HDB. You know the voice. And Mary know this voice. It is not anyone. It is Jesus calling her name. Now, Mary responded with joy and excitement. She was not expecting him to be alive. It, it turned that, that, that from her mourning begin to disappear. She's now filled with great delight and pleasure. And this leads us to the first point. This leads us to the first point. Jesus is alive. He turns our lives around. Sabihin natin, Jesus is alive. He turns our lives around. Mahina. Dapat with conviction. Pwedeng maganda yan. Jesus is alive. He turns our lives around. With conviction. You see how Jesus turned Mary's life from mourning to joy, from marginalized, someone not valuable, now she became significant. Jesus' resurrection brought comfort and joy into Mary's heart. No longer she was looking for him because she's already there in front of him. And because of his appearance, his, her life turned. Upside down. She's no longer mourning. She's no longer grieving. She's no longer searching. But she is rejoicing. But let's look closely how Jesus ministered to her. How Jesus reached out to her. You know what? She reached out to her in a personal way. By simply calling her name. Sinabi niya, Mary. 
You know, when you call someone by name, an expression of endearment. When you call someone by name in an expression of your care, that you know this person. If you, if you call someone by name, it's intimacy. If you call somebody by name, it's expression of attention. Now, paminsan marami kayo. Paglalapit, pastor, yung database ng names ko, sino siya? Do you know those times? But now Jesus expressing that they have that level of intimacy, that they have that attention in calling her by name. You know, it's very crucial if you look to the scripture on how Jesus called people by name. When Jesus was restoring Peter, it was personal. He called him by name. Let me read John 21 verse 15. He said, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said, to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? He called Peter by name. And then Paul, how did Jesus address him? When he wanted to change Paul, he called him by name. He said, falling to the ground, I heard a voice saying, soul, soul, why are you persecuting me? When Jesus wanted to change someone, he will call us and experience in a personal way. And he call us by name. He might not hear edible word, but he will speak to us in our heart. You know it's him. You know it's him speaking to you through the word of God. Because Jesus is alive. He speak to people. He speak to you through his word. And he speak to us until today. When someone is filled of grief, the Lord will speak to that person through His Word, telling him to take comfort in Him. When someone is drifting away and falling away from Christ and becoming to begin to love the world, the Lord will speak to him and calling you personally. Anak, anak, lumalayuka. Have you heard Him speaking to you? It seems that your heart has started to go astray. You know, Mary experienced Jesus calling her name. It turned from mourning into joy. Not only that, that Mary experienced the joy. Mary was given a new purpose in her life. Look at verse 17 to 18. Let me read. Jesus said, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brother and say to them, I am ascending to the Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciple, I have seen the Lord. It's very interesting how Jesus speaks Mary Magdalene rather than one of the disciples. At those times, women are not looked as equal as men. That's their culture. But interestingly, Jesus picked Mary to be the one, the first person that he will show himself to be the one that will be the first person that announced to the disciple that I have seen the Lord. Not only that Jesus turned her life from mourning to rejoicing, but also turned her life from being that person that mourned, but now she's rejoicing and declaring that Jesus is alive. Nagbago ang purpose niya. 
instead of being marginalized, she found her significance in Christ. Her significance is found in her encounter with Jesus. Earlier on, I mentioned who is richer. Yung jeep o Mercedes. Sige. Madali naman sagot yun. Sinong richer? Yung nag-jeep o yung nagkaka-Mercedes? Ayun ba yan? Sinong richer? Si totoo. Naka-tricycle? 15 pesos? O yung naka-jaguar ang kotse? In our eyes, that person who have jaguar is richer, right? Who is richer? Tingin niyo sapatos niyo. Compare niyo. Anong sapatos mo? Adadas. Who is richer? Tingin niyo yung bag niyo. Anong brand niyan? LBO, may isa pang letter. No, the world standard will look at it that the richer you what you have, right? But the real riches we have is when you found Christ in your life. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Now I'm talking here this Mary. She have Jesus. She's been searching for him and Jesus found him. And she found her real significance, real value. Because Jesus is with her. You might not have the Prada. You might be wearing Adadas as shoe. Ewan ko saan yung nabali yun. Adadas. Hindi Adidas, Adadas. Balaktad man ang Nike, tick mo. But as long the Lord is in your heart, you are rich because He's, He can never be taken away. He is the one that will give us joy. He's the only one that will bring us life in this world. Amen? Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. <laughs> Jesus turned our lives around and that's when we found it is Him. It is only Him that brings us that joy. Nothing else. First, Jesus is alive. Let's say, Jesus is alive. He turned our lives around. Second, Jesus is alive. He gave us peace. Now look at how Jesus revealed himself to the disciples. Let's read in verse 19. It said, on the evening, on that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were from were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you look at the, what they were doing, they locked the doors, they shut themselves off, 
They lock themselves away from the world because they are so afraid. You know what? I would describe that these disciples were trapped, imprisoned by their own fear. They were trapped. They hide themselves. They were, they were imprisoning themselves by their own fear. Now, let's look at this. They said that they were fearful, fearful towards the Jews. They were afraid. And I can interpret it in this way. They were afraid of being caught. They are afraid of being persecuted. They are afraid of the uncertainty and unknown. They are afraid of losing control. They are afraid of what will happen to the future because their master is dead. Now they are afraid and they don't know what they were going to do. So they are full of fear. Hence, they lock the door. But the beautiful thing is this. Even the door is locked. It doesn't stop Jesus in entering in. Some people, some of us might be full of fear, but yet the Lord can still come and minister to, to our lives. And look how Jesus appeared to them. He suddenly appeared and said, Peace be with you. Not once, but twice. Now, peace be with you is a, a common Hebrew greeting. Sa Pilipino, pag may mimit na sa Pilipino, Pag mayroong tourist, ano sabihin mo? Ma, mabuhay. Pag Singapore? <laughs> Ba't kayo natawa? Nihao ma. So Pilipino, is greeting, mabuhay. It's a common. So, it's to them the culture, peace be with you. It's a common statement that would, they would say. But now, if you look in this text, it's more than just a common words. But in this occasion, my meaning yan. The first meaning is this. When Jesus said to the first one, peace be with you, he's coming to them with an intention to establish relationship. Why is that so? Jesus is coming to them to, to attain harmony. To attain restoration of relationship with them. That is coming to establish a peaceful relationship with this disciple. Why is that so? You know why? Because ito mga disciple, iniwan siya. Nang iwan, nung kinuwa si Jesus, nasan yung mga disciples? Nagtago, natakot. Ngayon, kung master mo ay nandyan dumating at nakita mo, anong respond? But you know what? Jesus came not to rebuke them or not to blame them for, for, for them forsaking him or deserting him. Instead, Jesus approached them with an intention of reconciliation, goodwill, and telling them, peace be with you. Have you experienced na na ikaw ay iniwan? Bakit? Hindi, kasi nagiintay ka. Sabi mo sa orchard ng 10 o'clock, dumating yung friend mo ng 1 p.m. Ang nakakasar. O magte-text sa'yo after 3 hours, sister, wala akong isling card. Diyan ka na lang, ikaw na lang. You feel that. And you, you will be angry. But worse for Jesus, when he was taken by the criminal, as a criminal, the disciple or run away. 
But Jesus came to them and said, peace be with you. You know what? Jesus is establishing that. He wants them to have that peace, having that peace with God. Despite of them running away, I'm still granting you that peace, that we are okay. See, the beautiful thing, that peace. When you have that peace with God, then the next part, the peace of God, will lead you to face any fear. And that's why the second peace, peace be with you, they said there, as the Father has sent me, even so, I'm sending you. Jesus never forget the mission of the disciples. The mission is still on. And he's calling his disciples to go and do the work that I've been entrusted to you. In John 17, 18, he says, I've, as you send me into the world, so I've sent them into the world. They might have run away. They might have had hide. They might have locked themselves in fear, but yet the Lord came to them and granted them that peace with God and peace of God so that they can endure and do the work that God is telling them to do. Not only that, He granted them the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. You know, some of us have failed the Lord. Some of us might have fear in, in doing the things that God has asked us to do. Some of us might have hurt. I've spoken to some leaders and said, nasaktan na siya, ayaw niya mag-serve. Ayaw, ayaw niya na. I've spoken to some people na, oh, ayaw ko mag-ministry kasi masakit ang ministry. Masakit. And because of that, it becomes fear to that person. You know what? The Lord can still use you. But the only way that we can be used by God is when we experience that peace from the Lord. Having that peace with Him and the peace of God that surpasses understanding. You know what Jesus said in John 14, 7? Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world give you, do I give you to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. In John 16, verse 33, he says, I have these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So, ang buhay dito, hindi easy-easy. But we have the Lord's peace in our heart. Just turn to enables and tell that person, we have the peace of God in our heart. Because Jesus is alive, He turned our lives around. Because Jesus is alive, He gave us peace and will not live in fear. Lastly, because Jesus is alive, He helps us in our unbelief. You see, look at how Thomas, wanting a physical evidence. In here, he says that eight days later, his disciples were inside again and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Again, he said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hands and place it in my sight. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Why did Jesus appear to Thomas? The reason being is Thomas wanted a proof. 
What he wants is to have that a material evidence that truly Jesus is alive. What he wants is to see Jesus in front of him with all the mark. Kung makakita niya yan, then I will believe. That's what Thomas is saying. The only way he will believe as long he will see Jesus. But look at how Jesus appeared to him. In the eighth day, dumating siya. Ginabit niya naman yung word, peace be with you. Ngayon, kung may kaaway ka, kung meron kayong kaaway sa care group o ministry, lapitan mo lang, peace be with you. Alam niyo na yung gets, living word fellowship gets it na. We're not here to fight, we're not. But peace be. But look at how Thomas, Jesus said, peace be with you. What amazes me is this. Jesus came to Thomas into his level. Into his level. He did not rebuke Thomas, neither he humiliate him. Hindi niya sasabihin, Thomas, hoy, kasama kita for three years. Thomas, kasama ka ng three years, narinig mo ako mag- narinig mo ako mag-teach, nakita mo ako mag-heal, in-stop ko yung storm, nung takot na takot ka, tapos ngayon ayaw mo maniwala, hindi gumanon si Jesus. No, Jesus did not do that. He said to him, Peace be with you. Thank you. Peace be with you. Despite of his unbelief, Jesus reached out to him. And you know what? Jesus still invites him. Come. Reach out to my finger. Reach out to my hand. Kung ako yon, Thomas, lapit. Pero ang bait ng Panginoon, right? Kung ako yon, Pero ang bait ng Panginoon, despite of his unbelief, he never humiliated him. Yung ten disciples telling him na, na buhay ang Panginoon, hindi niya pinahiya si Thomas. He said, come, he invited him to. And how did Thomas respond? He said, my Lord, my God. It's personal. My Lord and my God. And scholars said this is the only time my God was mentioned in the scripture, in the book of John. Addressing Jesus. It's not just a man, but he is God. See, Thomas experienced Jesus in a special way. In a powerful way. Now, my question is this. Who among you is like Thomas? Taas ang kamay. Yeah, yeah I thank you for that honesty. Some, some of us wants proof. Some of us, gusto ko makita yan. Gusto ko ganito. And yet, despite of that doubt we have, the Lord still reach out to us and help us in unbelief. 
Maybe you're living or have a relationship or a friend who is acting like Thomas. Do you have that? Maybe a husband who's far away na hindi naniniwala sa Diyos. Born again, born again ka. Ayoko magsimba. Or maybe you have a child who don't believe at God at all because he thinks he's so smart, he understands all. Asking how many hairs do we have, hindi niya masagot. It may be someone that close to your heart. You are like these disciples telling Thomas, Jesus is alive, Jesus is alive. And sabi to Thomas, hindi, gusto ko pa rin ng ebidensya. Gusto ko ng ebidensya. Huli ka. Gusto ko ng, tell me, I want the proof. We have friends like that. We have families like that who wants proof. But you know what? God helps us in even our disbelief. Even at moments like this, don't stop telling them who Jesus is. But there will be a point in time when God will reach out to them and they will experience the personal thought of God in their life. And it will not be shakable. They cannot deny it. It is God who works in their life. So if you have a friend or a family member, there's someone you love who's far away from the Lord, who don't believe at all, I pray that you will have that faith to trust God, that God can turn their lives, that God will meet them to the point of disbelief so that they will know that Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. You see how Jesus turned this man? He's a doubter. Yet he turned to be a worshiper. He said, my Lord, my God. As long the story is not over yet, God can do great and mighty things. You might have a child who don't believe and embrace and recognize Jesus as Lord, but be ready, keep on praying and trusting God that God can touch your heart or his heart. Let me tell you a story and how, a testimony. The reason why I'm standing here Oh, wow. <laughs> it's because of my dad. He's the first Christian in my family. And when did she become Christian? You know when? He became Christian when he was drunk. Bartik. My parents separated for a while because nga bartik palagi atatay ko. He is always I, I, okay naman to share because it's God's who touches heart. He's always drunk. Pag sweldo sa Pilipinas, ubus na yung sweldo dahil nag-inuman. Uuwi. Kaya ganito, kapayat. Kasi ang gatas ko doon, nido. <laughs> Hindi ako good looking ni Pastor Ray. So siya lang gatas niya. Nido. Age one, nido. Kaya, tingnan yung skin ko. <laughs> but you know how? My dad went home, flipped the TV, watched JIL, Jesus is Lord channel, and he re- surrendered his life to Jesus. Jesus met him at that point of time. And he gave his life. When I met him, he's a changed man. I remember before he was a Christian, 
He will ask it, Tuel, my nickname, Tuel. Bili ka ng isang stick. Alam niyo, stick, hope. I know. Isang hope. Bili ka ng merienda. Oh, bibilang, instead of bilang ng merienda sticker ang binibili ko, galit na galit. So he, the, the Lord changes. He now he's calm, he's different, he speak different. He will go to church when I said, but pupunta the church. The Lord captured his heart. How about my testimony? I grew up in a church. I'm a second generation Christian. I know how to play church. I know how to stand and sit in church, clap my hand, but deep in my heart, my heart is far, far away. I know how to say the Christian words. I know how to pray the Christian words. But my heart is still far away. But when Jesus captured my heart in one of the youth come, it is Him. It is Him. It is Him that converted me. It is Him who changed my life from inside out. The reason why I'm here, because of Jesus. And I know all of you. Another testimony. This wife, a devout Christian. He's been praying for his husband to be saved. And they would attend church, but he know that the husband just come because church. She keep on praying. She said, Lord, I pray that you would save my husband. And you know what happened to this husband? There is a moment when the Lord will have that, that will he meet the Lord. One time that lady's her birthday, she has to call the husband who is at work and said, Darling, <laughs> simply, <laughs> we need to rush to the hospital because your child is not breathing anymore. My problem is a heart. We have to rush. They quickly rush to that, that husband. Just said, okay, I have to rush. The wife went and the husband went down to his office thinking which to take, grab or taxi, grab or taxi. And he decided to take the taxi, if I'm not wrong, taxi. So he took the taxi, he stepped in. And as he stepped in, the, the taxi driver said, why are you going to the hospital? And he shared. And he told, the taxi driver said, you know, I'm not supposed to pick you. But I'm, the Lord has convicted my heart to pick you. And he shared the situation. And you know what? They stop somewhere and they begin to pray. The taxi driver and that husband begin to pray somewhere. And that man surrendered his life. This taxi driver is a missionary. See, we don't know. As long the story is not end, God can turn the Thomas that might be in your family, might be your child, might be your wife, or might be your husband. He can turn it in a way and turn a person who's a doubter and become a worshiper of God. I ask myself, why eight days? Makita natin, eight days. Why not second day? Why third day? Why fourth day? You know what? God is His timing. God is His timing. God is a perfect time and He works in a mysterious way. In the moments of our unbelief, and even the unbelief of our, those of our loved ones, as long, when Jesus would appear, God would change the life forever. You know why? Because Jesus is alive. Amen. Let me give a summary. Jesus is alive, as I call and I worship Him. 
Because as He turned our lives around, Jesus is alive. He gives us peace. Jesus is alive. He helps us in our belief. Let's all stand. You know, today is a moment of rejoicing. Knowing that we have victory in the Lord. Amen? We rejoice. Yes, give the Lord a clap offering. And let's declare in this place the character of God and what He has done. And let's say, Jesus is alive. He turns our lives around. Jesus is alive. He gives us peace. Jesus is alive. He helps us in our unbelief. You're gonna turn to somebody and say, Jesus is alive. He turned your lives around. Turn to another person. Another person with excitement. Jesus is alive. Give us peace. Hallelujah. Pastor Ray said just now, Jesus give us hope. Hallelujah. Lastly, turn to somebody. Again. And just turn that person. Jesus is alive. And He help us in our unbelief. We're gonna end this day with rejoicing. We're gonna end this day with triumph, boys. He said here, Charles Wesley said, Charles Wesley said, Christ the Lord is risen today. Son of man and angels say, raise your joy and triumph high. Sing ye heaven and earth reply and we're gonna praise the Lord hallelujah let's worship him we're gonna praise our God hallelujah let's worship him praise him hallelujah Jesus is alive that has lost his victory
redeemed, have been saved and have been loved. Oh God, we rejoice in your victory. Lord, I pray that we will walk in faith and not in fear. That we know that we have the peace that surpasses understanding, Lord. That we have peace with you and the peace of God will consume our heart. I pray, oh Lord, that you would always remind us that you are a God who turns things around in a hopeless situation, in moments of grief, in pain, in situations that we are in, Lord. Remind us, God, that you are alive, that you are victorious, that you are the King of kings and Lord of lords, and we rejoice in your faithfulness, oh God. Hallelujah. If anyone of us here if that unbelief, but we know, thank you, that is you that help us in a moment of doubt and unbelief. You know the prayers of my brothers and sisters. They might be ministering to a husband, to a child, to a friend. And I pray that you will hear our prayers. That those people, people that we love, will experience you Lord, we thank you for this day that we can rejoice and remember that we can face tomorrow not in fear because we know that you live. Salamat, Panginoon, that we are victorious in you. Hallelujah. Let's just raise a hand and receive the benediction. To him who loves us and has frees us from our sin by his blood. He made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father. To him glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word today. As we face the brand new week, be with us. Remind us that truly you are alive. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody shout aloud. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Just turn to somebody and tell that person, Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. God bless everyone. Every praise is to our Thank you, those who have joined us online. Hopefully, we'll see you and join us in our worship time.